welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. Praise the Lord. I've, I, last week I was talking about Hebrews chapter 1 and how Jesus Christ is better than angels and how he is the heir of all things. And because he is the heir of all things and we are joint heirs with him, whatever he has inherited, we also inherit. Everything that God has spoken to us or everything that God has created, tell someone, all things are yours. Say, say to another person, all things are yours. Hallelujah. So it's very important to appreciate the fact that um, whatever Christ died for, for us to have, is actually available for our taking. Christ is better than the angels. And in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, 14 talks about how, um, let's pick it up from verse 9, just to just make some sense, I want to show you something. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8, but to the, to the son he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. 10. You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the works of your hands. That is quoting from the book of Psalms. You remember I was telling you last Sunday, this is a direct quotation from the book of Psalms. They will all perish, but you remain and they will, they, they will all grow old like a garment. Like, verse 12, like a cloak, you will, you, you will fill them up and they will be changed. But you are the same and your years will not fail. But you are the same and your years will not fail. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. Practically, verse 11 and verse 12 are saying virtually the same thing. Verse 11 said, they will perish. It's quoting from Psalm 102, verse 25 to 27. And it's talk, this is talking about Jesus Christ. It's very interesting. This is talking about Jesus Christ. Um, so he says that verse 11 said, they will perish, but you remain, and they will all grow old like a garment. That's talking about the creation, the earth. So things will perish, they will grow old. But then verse 12 says that, look at verse 12, he says, like a cloak, you will fold them up, and they will be changed. It's almost saying the same thing as he said in verse 11. Verse 11 again, see verse 11. Verse 11 says, they will perish. But you, they are going. The, earth, the things we are chasing after. The things we are chasing after, they are going. Can you imagine the best fashion of last two years is no more? Uh, can you imagine even the season? One season, now something else comes. Everything is passing away so fast. So fast. Just, but the Bible is being fulfilled. Everything is passing. So it's, everything is passing. Hair is folding away. When you remember your wife, when you were getting married, 
She looks very different from. <laughs> Everything is passing away. So it's it is very stupid to cling to things that are passing away. You you cling to what doesn't pass away. Yes. You remain the same. Verse 12. He said, but you remain the same. He is the unchanging changer. He doesn't change. But you are the same. And your years will not fail. Above all, he's the same. Now watch this. Then the verse 13. The Bible says in the verse 13, but to which of the angels has he ever said? Ever. Ever. Has he ever said, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies. Where are you going to sit? Go work. Go work. Because they are created to work. He was born to sit. To reign. And we were born with him. Bible says that he raised Jesus Christ from the dead. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20. Which he, which he worked towards on Christ when he raised him, raised him from there and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Okay, right hand in heavenly places. Then verse 21 says, far above principalities and powers. He raised him and seated him. In Ephesians, that's Ephesians chapter 1, okay, verse 20, 21. And in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, he says that he raised us together with him. And he raised us together, okay, and made us sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Verse, look at verse 5. 5, five will, will probably tell. Verse 5 says that even when we're dead, he made us alive together with Christ. Did you say that? When did he make us alive? Together with Christ. All right. By grace are you saved. And then he said, that, that's not just that. Verse 6 says, he made us alive together to Christ, with Christ. And he raised us together and made us to sit together. <laughs> we were raised, he was made alive together, raised, raised together, and sit together. And where is he seated? In heavenly places. Here, he said, we also sat together with him in heavenly places. We sit together with him in heavenly places. Watch this very carefully. And so the angels don't have this status. They have never been authorized to sit. So since we were raised together with him and made to sit together with him, and yet he says that the angels were not, have never been asked, and ever will he ask angels, sit at my right hand, Christ is higher than the angels. And so that means that we in Christ, our status are higher than the angels. Are are you getting what I'm saying? Those who worship angels, they are better off doing it towards you. But you don't need it because it's your being in Christ that gives you that status. And so look towards Christ and be saved. So then I went on to explain. Remember, I was, I was telling you how in, a, in, in, in Jacob, Jacob's ladder, okay? Jesus said, I am Jacob's ladder. Because Genesis chapter 28, verse 12, Jacob had a dream. He saw a ladder, its top reaching to the heavens and its bottom reaching to the earth. He says that a, a ladder was set on the earth, okay? Up, up, up on the earth and its top reached to the heavens, to the heaven. And the, there... And there the angels of God were ascended. It was set on the earth, okay? And its top reached the heaven. And the angels were just ascending and descending. What for? Because they can't sit. They have been working. They are working. And then when he woke up from his dream in chapter, verse 14 to verse 16, he said, wow, God was here and I did not know. 
when he woke up from his dream. Therefore, he called the place Bethel. Bethel. Bethel means the house of God. And for your information, we are the house of God. And so we are the house of the connection point between heaven and earth. We are the gate of heaven. The church is the gate of heaven. That's why I said God will not do anything on earth without the church. God will not do anything on earth without the church. Because we are the authorized dealers of heaven. We are the authorized representatives of God. You must know that. And then Jesus said that I am, in, in John chapter 151, he said, I am the one. You will see the angels of God ascending and descending. Ascending and descending on the Son of Man. All right, so he is the ladder that Jacob saw. Now, now, then, so when you come to Hebrews, we are with him. And he, angels, so it, Hebrews, you can see Christ. You can see us, the house of God. And you can see angels. And it said here that the angels, look at verse 13 again, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13. But, but to each of the angels, this they sit at my right hand. Verse 14, it says that, are they not all, not even one of them is exempted, and including Archangel Michael and Archangel Gabriel. He said, are they not all ministering spirits sent to minister to those who will inherit salvation? Who are those who inherit salvation? We are the, those who inherit salvation. So they are sent to minister to us. Do you know what ministers are? When I say someone is to minister to you, it means to just to serve you. To serve you. So they are our servants. Angels are our servants, whilst Jesus is our Lord and our senior brother. And we are joint heirs with Christ. These are, um, these are amazing things and then great blessings that we have come into. Great blessing. In fact, Hebrews calls it great salvation. The salvation, the salvation is great because Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, he says that for he is also able to save you completely to the uttermost. He said, therefore, he is able to save to the uttermost, those who come to God through him, since he always lived to make intercessions for them. So he's able to, Jesus is able to save us completely. This salvation we are enjoying in Christ is not a partial salvation. It's a full and a total and a comprehensive salvation. Our salvation is more than comprehensive. More than comprehensive. It covers every aspect of your life. It's such great a salvation. And guess what? It's not just what Christ has done for us, but who he is. He himself, he is for us. That's why I started by saying that, thanks be to God, who always gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. You've got a victory. Why? Because you have comprehensive cover. Every victory, every battle you fight, you are meant to win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every challenge in your life, you are meant to have an upper hand over it. Because Christ, God, causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. He gives us the victory. Always. That is is great salvation. Listen, you have escaped from something bad, something evil that is ravaging people in your family. 
You didn't hear that. I'm saying, you, you have escaped. It's so great a salvation. They said, no one, no one's marriage works in your family. Your own is exempted. So it's not that you have just been saved and then one day when you die, you go to heaven. No, 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 no. Your health is covered. Your children are covered. Your family is covered. Your career is covered. Your studies are covered. Your finances are covered. Your home is covered. Everything about you. Today, your hair is even covered. Shout hallelujah. He said that, listen, the Bible says that your hair are numbered. God has so much time that he's numbered your hair. Listen, there's a difference between your hair being numbered and your hair being counted. When your hair is numbered, if one strand falls, God knows that it's hair number 253 that has fallen off. (laughs) Shout hallelujah. That's how important you are. Even every strand of hair on your body. Every organ in your body is numbered, is accounted for. Watch this. God keeps an eye on your kidneys. Uh oh, you didn't hear what I say. You didn't hear. God keeps an eye on your heart. He keeps an eye on your liver. He keeps an eye on your intestines. He keeps an eye on your arteries. He keeps an eye on your eyes. He keeps an eye on your cornea. He keeps an eye on your nails. He keeps an eye on every hair. Because everything about you is important to God because you have comprehensive insurance in God. And guess what? You are saved to the uttermost. Shout hallelujah. Can you imagine we have been born again, saved to be in charge, saved to reign, saved. And Bible, that's what the Bible says, that the angels longed to look into it. They were wondering, what's about to happen to these guys before Jesus died? And when, when the, uh, the prophets were prophesying, the Isaiah Dems, as they were prophesying, they said, this cannot be true, but the Spirit was making them. They said, wow. So Bible says that they desired to look into this. Once they were prophesying, they were wondering what kind of glories. In, I think it's in First Peter, First Peter chapter one, verse nine, ten, and eleven, somewhere there, or either Second Peter chapter one, verse nine, ten, eleven. He says that which, which, where the, which the angels, angels, where they look into these things and it gets them excited. They look into the things we have come into. He said, of chapter, verse, let's start from verse eight. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Look at verse eight. Talking about Jesus, whom having not seen, uh, whom having not seen, you love. Talking about Jesus. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. <laughs> do you know what joy unspeakable means? You can't, this kind of joy, you can't explain it. It's joy unspeakable. Verse 9, let's move to verse 9. He said, Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The salvation of your souls. This is the salvation of your body, your spirit. When you're born again, your spirit is saved. Yeah. The end of your faith is the salvation. Your soul will be saved. Where all the junk is. Your feelings, your thinking, your, all the junk actually in a human being is in the soul. The body is not really a problem. The reason why you can't exercise, the reason why you're, 
You can't control yourself. It's in your soul. If your soul is healthy, that's why I said, I wish above all things that you prosper, even as you, and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Third John 2. As your soul prospers. So your soul is important. He says that uh, receive with meekness the engrafted. James chapter 1 verse 20 said, put, laying aside all naughtiness and superfluity of naughtiness. James chapter 1 verse 21. Receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. Therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness. I like the King James. King James said superfluity of naughtiness. <laughs> superfluity of naughtiness. It's in your soul. We are all naughty to a certain extent. Yes. Some of just that it varies. Yes. The older you get in Christ, the more mature you get in Christ, the less naughtier you are. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. Humble yourself, okay, when the word of God is coming. Receive with meekness. The engrafted word, well, what is about what that kind of word do? It's able to save your soul. Engrafted. You know, the engrafted word, one of the translations use the implants of the word. You know implants. Some, some people, you see them, they look cool, but it's an implant. So when you see a breast which has a breast implant, it looks normal. But it is not the actual thing because there's an implant. What you see is for display. It's an implant. It looks good. So receive with meekness the implant. The implant of God's word. What does that mean? That when the word of God comes into your life, sometimes you begin to behave. People think it's you. But it's the word that's actually working. It's the implant. The, the King James used a very good word. The engrafted word. Those of us who understand engrafting, it's like you take a tree... In a certain seed, maybe a citrus family, family, and then you take another tree, a branch from a different citrus family, or so maybe it's lemon, and then you can engraft a lemon tree, a lemon branch, into an orange tree. So you see an orange tree that is bearing lemon fruits. It's your fruits, but you, you can't bear the fruit because you know your fruits now. You know your fruit, your fruits, that was a superfluity of nothing. You know your fruits, but, but the problem is most of us think it's willpower. Okay, me, I'm strong. It's not willpower, it's word power. When the word enters you, then the word begins to produce the fruits and your soul gets saved. It begins to deliver you from yourself because most of, human beings, because of sin, we are busy self-destructing. Busy self-destructing. The word of God is able to save you from yourself. Because your soul, your soul is very strong. Your soul is very, that's the, the command center of your life. It's your soul. Okay, your soul is so strong. And it says that receive with meekness the implant of God's word. The engrafted word of God. Which is able to save your souls. And so he said, how can we escape? No, no, I mean, I've gone ahead of myself now. He says that. Uh, um, which there's a, which verse Peter chapter 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 one verse nine. The, the, so you can receive the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You see, why I, I spoke about the souls, the salvation of your souls. Now watch this. Let's go to the next verse quickly. Verse verse, verse ten. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. Who prophesied of the grace that will come to you? They were prophesying about this grace that is coming to us. But why do they, they, they search? What's that? 
which this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully. They were doing research because the thing the Spirit is telling them, this is amazing. They are prophesying about it, but they are researching. Wow. Go to the next verse. Look at the the next verse. It says that, searching what? Or what manner of time? The Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the suffering of Christ. So the the prophets prophesied by the Spirit of Christ, who was in them. But as they were prophesying, the Spirit was prophesying to them, speaking to them. They were wondering, wow, what's, what's, what's this? These people are about to receive grace. This great salvation. They were prophesying of this salvation. That was to follow. Verse 12. That was to follow. And they were wondering, what was all this? To them it was revealed that it's not unto them, but to us they were ministering these things, which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Things which angels desire to look into. Angels said, this is cool, man. This is cool, man. They look at us having church and they love it. They look at us having total salvation. They love it. They look at us and they are so, they're running helter skelter to serve us because these people, and I believe angels are saying, some of you, they don't know who they are. These guys, they don't know who they are. Look at them. They are allowing Satan to bully them, but we even respect them. Angels. This salvation, just to paint the slight picture of this kind of salvation we have received. Now, back to Hebrews chapter 1, the end. Let's go to chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. It says that, listen to this, this is very interesting, that's why I'm ending now. It says that, therefore, let's all read it out from the screen. Are you ready? Let's read it out, let's go. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Why? Look at the verse 2. I can't take time, but look at verse 2. They said, for if the word spoken through the angels proves steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience reveals just, just reward, just reward. Look at verse 3. How? How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Say, say great, salvation. great salvation. See, how can we escape if we neglect? You can neglect this thing that has been. That is why he says that. Watch this. Verse 1. That is why he says that. Therefore. Say, Therefore. therefore. There are five major therefores in the. Therefore is a warning. Right. It's always giving us warning. After you hear this, it's beginning to warn you because you, you, are, so, you are hearing this thing so you don't become a victim. So it says that, therefore, Hebrews, okay, therefore we must, that's our responsibility now, we must give the more earnest heed. Two serious words. Earnest heed. Then it goes on to the things we have heard. The danger is what? Lest we drift away. These are serious words that have been used. Interesting words. I'll just throw it a little bit. It has to do with the ship industry. Okay. Is it nautical? Nautical. That's what I was trying to remember. I got it. Yeah, I was thinking aeronautics. Nautical. They are serious nautical words. I'll explain it. Drift, say drift away. Say more earnest heat. The word that was translated more earnest heat, that's intense, intense. Okay, look at intense. I don't want to bore you with Hebrew words. Intense, which is referring to keeping an attention on something. All right? Fasting, the more earnest heat means that 
tying something around yourself or tying yourself around something. The reason why I said it's a nautical word is those days and even now, listen, even now, is the, the word is M-O-O-R. How do you pronounce it? More. more. Do you know what A is? More. You have to moor a ship so that it doesn't drift away. You moor a ship to an anchor. We all have the propensity to drift away. You can't drift away by the tides of life, situations of life, all all kinds of things. That is why the only way you can get yourself fasting is to keep give attention, pay attention, pay endless heed. Watch these things that we are being told. It's other than that, you will drift away. Hmm. It it, it has two connotations. One, uh, remember in Hebrews chapter six, verse nineteen, you can put that on the screen. Hebrews chapter six, verse nineteen. The Bible talks about this hope, our hope, we have as an anchor of the soul. See, anchor, say anchor. You know what an anchor is? Something that you can tie the rope around, you can move the ship to or the boat to. An anchor, both steadfast and sure, and which enters into the, uh, into the presence, presence behind the veil. All right, so uh, we, are, we, we, we have, we, uh, this hope is an anchor. Do you understand that? We are like ships. We can drift away. Yeah. You have to pay more endless heed. When you read the, 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 um, in Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it says that the scriptures have been written so that we, that we might have hope. Hope. That through the scriptures, we might have hope. Hebrews, um, 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 Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Through the scriptures. So it says that uh, the, when you keep your focus on the things that are being taught about Christ in Hebrews, it will help you not to drift away. You stay firm and steadfast, one. Number two, what it also means is that there are times that a ship is passing or is trying to dock, and if you don't take care, you, you pass by your docking center. So, hallelujah. The only way you will not drift is to pay endless heed to these things. Pay endless heed to the signs. Timothy chapter 1, and that's my last quotation. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Is that which some, some having ignored, have made a shipwreck. Having faith and good conscience, which some having rejected concerning faith, have suffered. That will not be your testimony. That will not be your testimony. You can suffer a, shift, a shipwreck if you drift away. Don't drift away. Sister, don't drift away. Brother, don't drift away. Don't tell me I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you are doing. The only way you, all of us, listen, all of us, the only way we will stay firm is by paying heat. Endless heat. Giving me, myself, if I stop giving endless heat to these things, to these sound doctrines, to these things that we have been revealed to us by in scripture, if I stop giving endless heat, I'm telling you I'll make a ship wreck of my faith. That's why Paul said that after I've preached to others, yes. 
I will not be a castaway. Because you can be preached, even if the preacher can be a castaway, then, then the listener. Let's pay earnest heed. Therefore, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, let's give more earnest heed. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to these things we have heard. These things we have heard. Give more earnest heed. Go back home, hear it again, hear it again, research your Bible, make sure this is true, and walk by it, listen to it, read it over and over. Give attention to it. It is not a report. You know, report, you look at report, okay, just for, for update, put it aside. But I said, no, 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 keep your eye on it. Other than that, you drift. The only way you can keep yourself well moored to this great salvation, to this great salvation, so you don't escape this great salvation, is to give more endless heed to the things we have heard. Did somebody receive something? Come on, give God a praise. Give God some praise. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Caris Church? And subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.